Alright, hello guys. Welcome back to the second video of this website. Uh, it's me, TJ, and I'm joined by my brother today, Co-Commissioner Commissioner Tanner. Tanner, say hello. Hello, everybody. Uh, We've got a few things for you this week. We pretty well just wrapped up the regular season. Uh, got a little bit of league news, got some annual awards to hand out, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, first of all, we we want to announce our winners for this year. We had some a little bit of playoff drama. We had the number five seed, I believe he was. Yes. Fifth seed, Derek Boltice. Surprise the world. Take Don't down the top two seeds. Congratulations, Derek Boltice. You not are official yet. I suppose not quite officially. But very likely. Projected to win by 64 points still. Yeah, I think he's I think it's pretty safe to say congratulations. <laughs> and the second place game is also decided. Or third place game, third I suppose. Game. Drake Lickle beat out Zach DeYoung for the third place spot. Drake. You absolutely dominant team. I have no idea why the fantasy gods are doing this to you, but you finished in third place. Get your money back at least. Yes. Um, first off, a little bit of news, uh, league, league news. Clay Biker has decided he's in enough fantasy leagues, and this one was not quite high enough on the totem pole, so he's going to be leaving us. But that leaves some exciting news. We have a new league member. Tanner, I'll let you introduce Gideon Dunn a little bit. All right, Gideon is, he was my roommate my junior year and my best friend at school. Um, I'm going to be his best man this summer, so we have a pretty good relationship. Um, he loves fantasy football. Whenever we're sitting around doing nothing at school, he'll just be like, all right, Tanner, let's make a trade. So he likes to do his stuff and he stays active. Perfect. Active members are the fun members. That's right. Um, so thank you Clay again for being in our league for two years made some noise this year finishes the four seed kind of came out of nowhere I think uh, yeah didn't quite have the year last year but they're leaving Gideon with a pretty good team I think uh, so moving on we'll get into the yearly awards for this year uh, got a, a handful of them got some more serious ones kind of formality ones and we've also got some some kind of fun ones that either praise you or they rip on you, and either way, just yeah, just fun. don't don't feel bad if they're bad. We're, I suppose, kind of laughing with you. I suppose, <clears throat> if, if as long as that's okay with you. Um, so why don't we get into them? I suppose. Um, start out with the the I'm the Champion Award. That one pretty well speaks for itself. Derek Boltice, you are the champion. You made it into the playoffs, uh, put together some, kind of a little bit of a magical run. You had Roll. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, Rashad Perryman, the likes of the the late season Cinderellas, and you had all of them. <laughs> Tyler Higby. So, congratulations. Enjoy it while you can because. I'm guessing there'll be a pretty good-sized target on you next year. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, congratulations. Good work getting through the playoffs against some real juggernauts in Drake and 
Tanner and I's dad. Next award officially is the second place award, um, less officially called the first loser award. Uh, you, dad, Bob Stoll, again, another just completely dominant team throughout the regular season and just had a very disappointing championship game. You had, uh, what did you have, Hopkins 10 points from, from Watson, 7 from Hopkins, 5 from T.Y., just Sub 10 very unrepresentative seven. of your dominant season. So the first loser is Bob Stoll. And the third place award, the better than fourth place award. <laughs> uh, rounds out our top of the league awards. Drake Lickle, we already mentioned it. You finished in third place despite completely dominating the league all year. Records-wise, points for, you just blew everybody out of the water pretty much all season long, and then one bad week, and it all comes crashing down. But your league is abs- or your team is absolutely loaded and good to go for the future. You got Mahomes, you got Lamar Jackson, you got McCaffrey, you got Kamara, Keenan Allen. Oh, you just, I just... Yeah, good luck to everyone else, although he's 0 for 2 so far. So it is possible. <laughs> Like Kevin Garnett once said, anything is possible. Okay. <laughs> he did once. <laughs> uh, next award we got is the Monkey Pile Award. Carter Brock, this season was just not yours. Uh, you finished in last place, and basically everyone in the league was doing a monkey pile on you all pretty much all season long so the monkey pile award goes to Carter Brock the James Harden award goes to the one and only Drake Lickle surprise surprise the Harden award is given to the team who scored the most points on the season because James Harden has I think led the NBA the last three seasons so the Harden award goes to Drake Lickle And now the next award I've got is the Bad Luck Brian Award. Everyone's favorite meme. Little Brian. Little redhead. With the braces and just never lucky. Uh, Scott Butine gets this year's Bad Luck Brian Award. Despite making the playoffs. Because he had the most points against him on the year. And he just was constantly having bad luck. Because he actually had a fairly respectable amount of points for, but his record did not reflect that because of his points or his uh, points against. Yeah. Next one we got the only way to go is up award, and that one goes to Carter Brock because, along with finishing in last place, you also had the most amount of points for least amount of points. Least amount of points for. Yeah. Sorry. So, literally for you, records-wise, points-wise, the only way to go is up. So, that's one positive, I suppose. Good luck in draft season. Good luck in draft season. I think he did get two first-round picks back, though, didn't he? Did he? I think so. All right, I have to check in on that one. Uh, Next pick we got is the 100% Skill Award. Or at least we're assuming it was Skill. Uh, Drake Lickle, you picked up... Nope. 
you had the highest weekly point total of the season, and it was right off the bat in week one. You had a whopping 231 points, completely intimidating the rest of the league right off the bat in week one. Uh, just for kicks and giggles, I figured out the league average for a weekly point total, and it was 136. So, right away in week one, you put terror this into the eyes of the league mates points over that. by scoring over 100 points over the average. Uh, next award I've got is the Shoulda Had a V8 award. And that one goes to Derek Boltice because in week two, your team put up 78 points, which was the lowest weekly output by a single team all season. I don't think he feels too bad about that one. No, I don't think so anymore. I think he's, I think he's over his, that one. Uh, his, his championship win, I think, might have helped him make, feel a little better about Probably. that one. But either way, in week two, you should have had a V8. Uh, next award I've got is the Boss Baby Award. Everyone's favorite baby movie, Boss Baby. Is it? It's it's one of them. Okay. It's my nephew's. Okay. At least he's watched it once. Okay. So it might be his favorite. It might not be. Okay. But either way, Boss Baby Award goes to Bob Stoll this year. Uh, most rookies take. A decent amount of time to break onto the scene. Uh, Bob Stoll, dad, you drafted Josh Jacobs, who did not take long at all. His his landing spot was pretty pretty favorable for him to do so, but he definitely uh, was worth your number three overall pick. So this one could have gone to Austin with Kyler, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Kyler Murray had, fantasy points-wise, a pretty solid year especially finish, for a rookie finish QB8 quarterbacks I feel like at least take a solid year sometimes two or three depending on situation to make an impact but yeah I think Austin pretty well rode Kyler Murray as one of his quarterbacks all year oh, yeah. and the amount of times that happens with quarterbacks is not very often I had to give this award to, to, to dad for, for having more wins on the season Wins on the season, points four, and I'm I'm assuming Josh Jacobs somewhere along the line had to have helped him win a matchup or two. Right. Uh, I think he had over a thousand yards in his rookie season, a decent number of touchdowns. They still don't throw him the ball, which I don't get. Did you ever see that Twitter video where he like ran yeah. off for a pass and he's like doing jumping, jumping jacks? <laughs> Trying to get Derek Carr's attention, just doesn't even look his way, so just he's a great pass catcher. Yeah. At Alabama he's good. Yeah. And in a PPR league, you got to figure, if they can figure that out, he becomes pretty close to a fantasy MVP if if he can start catching the passes. Because there's nobody else there that, like, if he would start catching passes, Jalen Richard would become relevant. Like, he would become the guy. Okay. You don't think so? I think if, if Josh Jacobs caught passes? Yeah. Why would Jalen Richard become the guy, then? No... Taylor Jacobs Park. would become the guy. Oh, right. And Richard would become irrelevant. Oh, I thought you said, okay. I thought you said irrelevant. If they would just use the best player practically on their team. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Rookie of the Year, Boss Baby Award goes to Bob Stoll. And the next award I've got is the Gone Fishing Award. Carter Brock. 
finished in last place, had the least amount of points scored, but you had the most additions to your team from the free agent pool and the waiver wire with 32. At least we know you're trying. At least we know you're trying. (laughs) It's true. And hey, if you're making 32 additions, at least one of them is going to pan out, right? Sooner or later. That shit. They should. Sooner or later. I mean, the worst thing that happens is if you pick somebody up, you can drop them. So. Just just keep baiting that hook, Carter. One of them will stick. <laughs> Let's see who's the cut. And uh, going along a little little bit with the Gone Fishing Award, we have the Gone Snoozing Award. So I feel I feel like if you see a picture of somebody fishing out for a full day you see somebody with a line in the water there's probably a good chance there's like a grandpa or something taking a snooze maybe think so just seems very very good spot to take a nap yeah on a pontoon yeah or a fishing boat whatever I don't do a lot of fishing so I don't really know but Austin Boltice and Derek Boltice must be a Boltice thing must be (laughs) you guys get the gone snooze an award whether it was just you were nervous to spend fob or you didn't have the roster spot or you didn't think they were good enough to add to your team or didn't have the time to look at the wire you made the least amount of additions to your team you guys tied for eight additions to your team but Derek it obviously didn't matter because still won won the league Drake Lickle, the next award's for you. You should be a scout. That's the award. You should be a scout award. For picking up the highest score on the season, off the waiver wire. And you not only picked up the highest scorer, you picked up the highest scoring quarterback, the highest scoring running back, and the highest scoring wide receiver. So you, despite not picking up the most, you made... All three of these stick. You picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick, you picked up Raheem Mostert, and you picked up Cole Beasley. So, kind of like your total points scored, uh, how about you just leave some of them for the rest of us next time? Please. Please. For our, for our sake and sanity. Huh. Carter Brock, another one for you. The hot stove was was cooking. You had 32 pickups. And you also get the Let's Make a Deal Award for orchestrating 11 trades between last offseason and now. Um, I suppose what's not to like about a fresh batch of players on your team? You got trades, you got pickups, you got however else... He can figure out how to add a player. He might. The only way to go is up, so. <laughs> I suppose that's true. <laughs> and if you're making trades and additions, I suppose, maybe it's helping you go up. Hopefully. It can't help you go down. I mean, it could, in theory. But. In point score, but. Yeah. Best of luck. Best of luck. <laughs> Derek Boltice, next award's going to you. You... You were not supposed to win in week nine. There, the, the points were completely stacked against you, the projected points. Nobody was believing in you. 
there there was no way you were going to win. You were probably the only one who thought of it. And with the world completely stacked against you, you beat me, the commissioner, in week nine. Which I can't say is all that great of a feat because I didn't even make the playoffs. However, in terms of projected points, it was the largest upset of the year. So you get the Appalachian State Award. Everyone remembers the good old Appalachian State over Michigan upset. I don't because I was too young. But I, I know the like, story. I think like this could almost be called the UMBC Award too. That's oh, basketball. That would have been a good one. That's yeah. basketball, but... I was thinking more football, but yeah, the UMBC, that would be I think everybody one. remembers that one. I, don't, I barely remember. I don't think I remember much of the Appalachian State. But. I don't think so, but you know of it. I do. So Appalachian State Award, we'll put an asterisk, UMBC Award. Derek had also won this award for the playoff game. Oh yeah, right. Because my goodness. Taking on the juggernaut. Going up against Drake in the playoffs. Squeaking by with Tyler Higby and Perryman and all those guys. Well, Drake. well, first he, he took down Clay, who was a seed higher than him, so he's the underdog there. And then he took down Drake in week in the second round, who was like pretty close to the biggest underdog of the season. He was projected to lose 160 to 131, and he won 210 to 181. My goodness. Uh, Appalachian State Award. Derek Boltice. Drake Lickle, yet another award for you. You get the El Cheapo Award. Because you spent the least amount of fob. You spent $20 and somehow still got all three of the highest scoring players. I feel like this makes me feel really dumb. <sighs> yeah. And it probably could make everybody. Because I spent, I, most of the players spent a bunch of fob. Drake spends like I zero. Spent online, didn't I? And goes and gets the three highest scoring players at each position. I spent all of that. And he finished regular season in first place. So basically, this is our one shot to say, Drake, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Just kidding. Literally nothing. You had the best team, highest scoring points. But didn't somehow, win. Somehow, fancy football must be mad at you. So That's I don't know why. You didn't spend very much fob. Oh. There it is. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Here we go. Next award we got. Uh, my good friend Drake Lickle is going to enjoy this one very much. He grew up a fan of this team and has painfully lived through a, a very long stretch of painful seasons. This award goes to myself. Because I started the year four and three, had a bunch of points scored, but I finished the season one and five after that, and missed the playoffs. Drake, is it starting to sound familiar yet? Uh, let's just hope my playoff drought does not reach as long as the Seattle Mariners' current drought. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. shots fired. Okay, shots fired. <laughs> However. The Twins haven't won a playoff game in just about the same amount of time. We don't They've been there. Right we don't want to talk about that right now. This is football season. But they have not won. <laughs> anyway, the Seattle Mariners, Mariners Award goes to myself for the hot start that fizzled out. Next award also goes to myself. It's the Bodycast Award because I had 
a total of 16 different players this year miss a minimum of one week over the course of the season. Went back and added them up each week, and there was a couple guys who missed 14 and 15 players, but I just barely took the, the advantage on that one with missing 16 different players over the course of the year. I remember there was one week I was missing like six guys that would have been in my ideal starting lineup. That's rough. It's never a fun time. So, hopefully next season I'll stay a little healthier. Maybe I'll give them all a protein shake or something. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll mail it to them. Through the mail, fan mail. Yeah, I'm hey, sure they don't have any protein. Hey, I uh, sure need you to take protein. I need you to be consistent for my fantasy team. You want to take this? That won't be suspicious at all. No. Okay. Next Move award, on. I've got going to Zach DeYoung. It's his one award he won. It's the Flex on him award because you had a ton of points scored against you in the season. I think you were, I think, you had the second or third most against. But you still managed to finish in second place in the regular season. Uh, I think fourth place. Third place. Third place in the regular season. Fourth place in the playoffs. Uh, big season. Good job this year. Had a lot of points against, but also had a ton of ton four. So I bet there were some definitely frustrating weeks in there. I'd have to imagine. Where you kind of feel like you should be blowing them out, but you have to keep watching because you just never know if you're gonna get overtaken, which is the absolute worst. Next award I've got is the You Squeaked In Award. That one goes to Scott Butine because no one really saw you coming. You kind of just did your thing in this regular season, made some decent additions, decent trades, kind of treaded water right in the middle of the pack, and then last week of the year you snuck your way into the playoffs. I don't think yeah, Zach took you down in the first round, but still impressive to do. You just managed to work your way into the playoffs, uh, even though you had the most points against by, I think it was 90 points. Give, so, him, give him some props. He did that all with that while losing Antonio Brown. So. Oh, that is absolutely true, who I bet was one of his top picks in the original draft. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a oh tough God. way to start the year. That is one of those one of those things that just absolutely wrecks you as a dynasty team because <clears> you <throat> you plan to have him, and then all of a sudden he's just completely gone that's off gone. the rails and just yeah lost something something something. Did you see that video of him on Twitter with the cops at his house? No. Another another episode of the saga. How long ago was that? Um, less than a week. Well, maybe about a week ago. It's crazy. I saw the one he posted on his Instagram. He was like, come get me. Come get me. Or something like that. He was just sitting in like a some stands. And he was just, oh, really? for like a, two minutes straight, just was <laughs> like, come get me. Yeah, he had, Come get me. There, there's another crazy one. Yeah, anyway, he, he on. got hit in the head a few times. Yeah. Moving on. Next award. Tanner, this one's for you. Yes. It's your only award. Yes. It speaks loudly to your season. Yes, my goodness. And in the second round or second seed of the playoffs, 
We have a roster that... No. No, no. you didn't make the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. You know, you would really think a team that has Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, OJ Howard, Calvin Ridley, fantasy sweetheart pickup of the year, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that was nice. I like that one. But he didn't help you make it to the playoffs. So the Philadelphia Phillies award goes to you, Tanner. Because kind of like the Phillies, you are absolutely loaded and nobody really knows what happened or why you didn't make the playoffs. I think I just had the all frustration team this year because I have guys like James Conner who was dinged in, in and out of the lineup. Odell Beckham, who Freddie Kitchens can't seem to get him the ball this year. And guys like O.J. Howard, who completely busted. Matt hey, you're Breida, welcome to him, by the way. Matt Breida and Duke Johnson, who can't get any work. It's just the all-frustration team, I think. It's It's got to be up there. I mean, you didn't have Antonio Brown. didn't have Antonio Brown. I did have Andrew Luck. You did have Andrew Luck. So that was, that was another guy I lost. Yeah, that... And you had quite a few quite a few injuries this year, didn't you? You kind of had up-and-comers that just didn't yeah. quite... Paris Campbell missed most of the year, but I wasn't counting him. Will Fuller, of course. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, he, he didn't miss much time. Either way, Philadelphia Philly Award, Philly's Award goes to you, Tanner. Well done. I, I don't feel too proud about it, but I, I'm glad that my frustration got recognized. <laughs> uh, one last award to give out, wraps them all up, it is the award that, that nobody wants, and whether it's true... Or whether it's not true, or you just were really unlucky, or any combination. Out of all the po- the teams who had less points for than against, you have the largest deficit. Teams ran over you on a weekly basis. Probably got yourself completely blown out of the water multiple times this year. You did manage to squeak out a couple wins. Just to kind of hide the the overall badness. Overall badness. Which kind of sounds a little bit like the Miami Dolphins. Right? They yeah. won three games this year. Yeah. Four games. They did. After- they also had a lot of overall badness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that team needs some work. But overall, I think the Dolphins are a good team to emulate when it comes to success. Don't you think? want to lose <laughs> hey I'm fine riding Patrick Laird uh, and yeah. uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick who you you're going to win some games with him but you're also going to lose some games so Carter Brack <laughs> along with the last place regular season finish and the lowest scoring team Try as you might, you are the winner of this year's I'm Bad at Fantasy Football Award. Woo! Great work. Just great work. So here is to a much, much brighter future and 
much greener pastures and more points for and just overall looking less Miami Dolphins-ish. So that wraps up this year's yearly awards. Um, looking forward to next season. Hopefully you guys who got some rough awards uh, improve a little bit somehow one way or another and go for some some better awards next season. Uh, next season we're also going to have some weekly awards every week. Uh, got some fun different ones there on the website if you want to go take a look and take a sneak peek at what you can be shooting for every week next year. Um, next thing we want to talk about, get into a few minor slash major rule changes, depending on which rule it is. Proposed rule changes. Yeah, proposed rule changes. We'll, de- we'll vote on all of these, uh, and majority wins on all of them, obviously. So, um, first thing we're going to do differently is... For sure, we're going to be doing a rookie-only draft. We will open up the waiver wire and, and um, just so it stays active longer throughout the offseason. Last offseason, it kind of got pretty dry, and I think having the rookie-only draft makes it so we can pick up free agents outside of that. That would keep it a lot more engaging. And we could do that either immediately or right after the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Um, I suppose we could throw up a, a poll right after this mm-hmm. if we want to do it right away or wait till Super Bowl. See what everyone thinks. Uh, next one we got as a possible change uh, is possibly adding some flexes to our team. We only got a 10-team league. Got a fairly deep roster, but I feel like every week you're, we're still having to decide between three or four solid players. And I feel like in a dynasty, it's really not very fun to have these these young pieces that are putting up good points for you having to leave them on the bench. What do you think? Yeah, I think adding flexes would be, be a good idea because the more people you have in your lineup, it just creates more separation from top to bottom between who, what teams are good and what teams are not. It creates more trading opportunities too because like, if somebody has nine players filled out in a 10-team league or whatever our, whatever our lineup size is, like, they're not going to be as inclined to make trades, whereas if you have, if you have to fill out 12 guys in the lineup, you're inclined to make trades, or if you don't have a good lineup, you could look to rebuild more, and it could, I think it could, it would be, it would be good. We were looking at, what, two or, I, I, I might, I would be in favor of, like, three, adding three. Everybody probably has their own opinions. Um, and we'll vote on that too. Put up a poll on that. Yeah, I. People don't have to agree with me. That's fine. I think I would be personally be fine with anywhere, even if we just start with one. See how it goes. See what everyone thinks. Um, maybe add two. I think my personal vote would probably be for two this year. Just, just. Yeah, I looking down everybody's rosters. Everyone has players on their bench that. Everybody's, everybody's it, lineup is filled out pretty much. For, for me, in a dynasty league, the fun part is playing all these young guys, right? 
the you wanna, is building. You want you want to build. You want to play your young your young guys right. that you're trading for that you're drafting. You kind of want to kind of want to play them. It's just it's just fun, I suppose. And then if they're on their bench, they're not doing anything for you. Uh, another thing that kind of leads into in terms of leaving guys on your bench is the idea of a taxi squad. Um, I'm not sure how in favor everyone would be of adding a taxi squad this offseason already, but I I think it's a fun aspect of Dynasty. It allows you to go deeper again, and I, in a 10-team league... First off, what is a taxi squad? Right, taxi right, squad. You So it's the set amount of players you can have on your taxi squad. And I think one of the teams usually have, or leagues, two or three. Two, two, two to four. Two to four. We, would, we probably went to four. And it, it's not that deep. Is it rookies only, or can you put... Um, it can be... A taxi squad can really be anything, whatever you make it. Um, it can be rookies only. It can be player, like non-rookies too. <clears throat> I think rookies is the best way to do it, um, in my opinion. Um, but there's also different ways to do it in terms of activating. Like, you can either lock it for the entire year... So then you can't take anybody off of there. So you have to be strategic about who you put on it. Or there, like you can put rules on how to activate it too. Like I have one league where it locks all year. And then I have another league where it costs $15 to take them off. $15 to take them off of your taxi squad. Or one where you take it off, but you can't replace it. So there's different ways to do it. Um, just another thing that we could build on. So basically taxi squad for dummies. Say you have like a fifth round pick or something who's never or probably never going to crack your lineup this year but you don't want to drop right so you throw them on your taxi squad let them develop and then you leave them there until you want to take them off and then we decide on rules to take them off so that's just another thing we can vote on eventually this off season uh next thing I think kind of be a fun change make it Make it more fair to everyone in the league would be changing the waiver type. Um, right now, we've just got got it set up so it's free agency during the week, right? Mm-hmm. And then waivers run through on the weekends or if the player's dropped. But um, I personally think in a dynasty, like in um, a waiver type that runs through every day would be more fair, just especially in a dynasty, like I said, because prime example... This summer, I am on my phone, right? And my phone buzzes. I get the the notification from ESPN, Andrew Luck has retired. So what do I do? I go into the sleeper app. I pick up Jacoby Brissett because I'm the first one who saw it. Because I'm at Tim Hawkins' concert. And I'm out Andrew Luck. And in a and real... Jacoby Brissett. In a fair situation, Tanner, who loses Andrew Luck, would probably spend a very large chunk of his offseason fob to pick up Jacoby Brissett where I get him for free right and another so I yeah a waiver type I think would be that would be a really good idea would be one that processes every day up till the weekend and then like after the games it obviously is like Tuesday so there wouldn't be waivers that run Sunday night but it'd be Monday night instead um. Yeah, just another thing that I think would be a nice improvement to the league, and then another possible change along the, the waiver lines, we can vote on um, the amount of five dollars. 
right now we got it set at 200 and it seems like a lot it it does seem like a lot um so we'll probably just set a vote 100 or 200 i think most leagues i don't think i've ever been in another one that had 200 dollars worth and i don't feel like i ever need a full 200 and 100 makes you value it a little more i think you can't you know like 200 you can just throw money around yeah so i think we'll just throw that up to a vote see what people think and finally, one more thing that we've thought about over the course of the season is number of playoff teams. This one is a little bigger. Uh, right now it's at six. And I know the past two years, the league championship, league, league champion has come from the five and six seeds, which is a blast. <laughs> Last year, that was me. I was a six seed in the championship and I was on top of the world because I was like, I shouldn't be here, but I am. But it, you kind of start to feel a little bit bad for those guys who put together the crazy team year to year, like Drake's juggernaut. And one bad week. And one bad week is right. But um, so that would be kind of major. I, I think we'd vote between either four or five, or four or six, I mean. Five, we talked about. You can't figure that out. We, we tried. You have to have three, three buys. You have to have three buys. And when you only got four, six teams, that's five. a lot. Five, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll put that up to a vote again. Um, anything else you want to say about playoff teams, number of playoff teams, four versus six? Nope. I think I'm good. I think you're good. Um, trade deadline. Trade deadline. Right. Uh, we are probably going to vote on possibly moving it back. seemed like this year it, it came and went pretty quickly. And then, like I know my other leagues I'm in, the trade deadline wasn't for another two or three weeks after ours was this year. And originally, that's kind of just what I thought the deadline always was. But it was a lot more fun to have the trade deadline extended. And you get all the way up to the playoffs. I think we can vote. I think, what is sleepers? Settings, I forget. If you can change it to week fifth or 12 or 13 yes you can choose between 11 12 or 13 so I think we'll probably vote between extending it to either week 12 or 13 if that's right with you I think the later the better really kind of makes it more fun and really at that point in a dynasty you're not necessarily like in a you're not selling out I mean you might be but it's, it's a different type of selling out than a, a, like a redraft or anything because you're, you're, you get to keep the pieces. Right. So it's not like Either you're way, selling out just for make, this year. You're making a trade. Like you're going to be giving up the value for this year and the future value. So it doesn't matter when you trade it really. Right. So we'll put that one up to a vote too of when we want to extend that deadline to because I think that'd be a, a nice plus in making it more of making the league more active all the way through the end of the season. I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Um, I'll add that uh, all my players are for sale. <laughs> so, come to me for trades. Just, just, my team is very frustrating. Just so. keep in mind, he called his team the all-frustration team. Don't, don't add that. <laughs> Although, 
Derek Boltice just won the championship with Kenyon Drake. Right. That's why it's the Who was Mr. Frustration the last couple of years. Yes, I did own him in the league. Very frustrating. I also owned Kenyon Drake in this league and gave him to Derek. Oof. It's okay. You, didn't have the, you were in the playoffs. It wouldn't matter for you anyway. I know. You just sat on your bench. But I, I might have beat you in the consolation bracket. Oh, wait. Gosh, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, you didn't mention that you got the number one pick. I did not. Congratulations to me. No. <laughs> I got the first overall pick in the 2020 rookie draft, along with somehow I have four 2020 first round picks. And I believe I have the first and second overall pick. I think you Carter's would be second, and you have, do you have Carter's first? I do. So, I value those picks very highly in next year's loaded rookie draft. So, if you want them, come and get them. They may or may not be for sale. But, you're probably going to have to give three and a half legs and an arm for them. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just for a gauge on, on what you should be coming with me for those coming at me for with those picks so alright alright I think that's all we got this week congratulations everyone that placed congratulations to everyone who did not place and congratulations to everyone who just was a part of this league right Thanks for, thanks for another year of the Armchair Football League. Looking forward to getting into the offseason this year. Getting this, this website rolling, getting the awards out, um, getting up, getting our rookie draft set up, and looking forward to transitioning it into 2020. Merry Christmas, everyone, and have a happy new year. Woo! See ya.